0: In this career hi guys and welcome back to artistic liberties i'm Lindsay Baliff and i'm here with danny how do you say your last name quinn
1: it's pronounced keen actually keen. yeah
0: danny keen mm-hmm. from instagram he's also a fellow actor um we've both been on some netflix shows and uh yeah tell him about yourself danny
1: uh well i mean Yep. My name is Danny Keene. I'm from New Mexico and uh, I'm more of a beginner actor. Like I was uh, involved in theater for years, but that doesn't count because it's like community theater and no one cares about that. Um, But it was a great time. It's still theater. (laughs) And then... Exactly. It's still experience. It's a great time. Uh, And then only recently in the last handful of years have i gotten active in the film industry whether that's in like being an extra um being a lead in multiple short films a lot of them just like christian films and stuff like that um and i just recently landed my first modeling uh agent in miami so i may be moving there we'll see it's a it's a Congrats. whole thing. it's
0: very very welcome. Up in
1: the air, so I- Oh, but thank you.
0: We will welcome you to the great state of Florida, regardless, because I am actually up in the air of possibly leaving Florida. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm thinking of going to Nashville um, or Dallas, but we'll see. Um,
1: I mean, both of those places are nice places for conservatives, typically, so that's nice.
0: Oh yeah, um, and conservative actors and you know all just
1: stuff. all all the conservative artists in general, which I'm like, yes, please. Uh, let's see. So yeah, and then also on the side, I'm also a writer and author. Um, I have published one young adult novel back in the day when I was 18. I want to contact. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it was a young adult, like sci-fi superhero kind of fair. It was fun. Um, rereading it now. I'm like, Oh Lord, there's a reason why I wrote that one. The rough draft I finished when I was 15 and it was like, anyway, um, still love that book. And I love the story, but gosh, uh, I write sci-fi short stories um I've dabbled into screen like writing but not really done anything or made a full script or anything like that um so yeah so that's pretty much me you know born and raised New Mexican stuff like that
0: that's awesome actually my mom was born in Albuquerque so
1: (laughs) oh yeah I was born in Albuquerque so so
0: because you're from New Mexico I want you to say a couple words to see if there is a New Mexican accent
1: a new mexican accent i don't even know there's a
0: how, what okay. are those things that are round that are like sweets
1: sweets that and they're are like round?
0: they're like chocolate chips in it or chocolate chip what how do you say it croissant no 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 <laughs> the other one
1: i don't know chocolate chip cookie
0: i don't know oh, okay you didn't say it okay so my mom says cookie is like kiki's
1: kiki's i've never even heard that before whoa
0: how do you say uh, sandwich sandwich oh, dang. you're too much of an actor that's why you're not saying it like <laughs> <Mexico man. people.
1: laughs> you say what is sandwich you... sandwich oh, that before okay yeah i mean i always i mean granted my mom was like you will read books and you're going to pronounce things correctly and that's just how it is so i like i remember hearing that and being like or another one's like pumpkin for a pumpkin um
0: what do they say there in pumpkin
1: they literally punkin like they won't even have the pumpkin part of it uh <laughs> but it's only certain people and i don't know why i like i don't know if it's even an accent I, yeah it's a whole thing
0: it's definitely an accent my mom has it i swear
1: <laughs> <laughs> say, uh, say
0: kiki's and uh, hamburger and um <laughs> semich and i oh, forgot what else it was Something else, but it's it's funny. <laughs> and I was That's traveling really when I was coming back from LA. I thought that it was like not a thing, right? And then I go to a subway at like a gas station in the middle of New Mexico, and I'm, they're like, "Okay." And I was at Subway, and they're like, "What else would you like with your sandwich, Miam?" And I'm like, "Mom, where are oh. you?" <laughs>
1: You're like, "Who is? What?" <laughs>
0: and it's just this Mexican guy looking at me like, I'm like, "Uh." <laughs>
1: that's so great yeah it depends on the I'm, I'm assuming it also depends on like where in New Mexico too yeah like you were in the middle of nowhere which probably would have affected it too
0: but it was still outside of Albuquerque pretty close
1: yeah yeah
0: you never know <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway never know. I... <laughs> oh. yeah cool.
0: Southerners say things weird too so it's all around <laughs>
1: it is it's different little spots and it's so fun to kind of see that
0: and i'm still trying to get over my la valley girl because like now every time i do like a podcast it's like hey guys and i'm just like so much lower than i am in real life and i'm like what is going on
1: (laughs) but it's too funny it's like
0: i don't know i feel like it's like a um i don't know what's it called defense mechanism or something i don't know Something that's, like, natural. Yeah. It's, like, go there when, like, I'm nervous. It's just this, hey.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How are you? (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) Oh, that's... Oh,
0: my God. I guess you can't take the valley girl out of the... Out of... You can take the valley girl out of California for, like... And I wasn't even a valley girl. (laughs) But
1: I lived in Utah, and I lived in the valley, so... Who knows? Okay. I mean, I I mean... You're multifaceted, you're not just a Californian. I'm a Californian,
0: I'm a Utah, and I'm a South Carolinian, and I'm a North Carolinian, and now I'm a Floridian.
1: <laughs> Another <a> well rounded American,
0: <laughs> I'm well rounded. That's that's the truth,
1: yeah. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> I know what a blue, a blue state's like, I know what a purple state's like, and I know what a red state is like. So,
1: yeah, I've, I mean since i've lived in new mexico my entire life it's just like a soft blue all the time that's like been my life but then like going to texas like uh was the last fall i went and i uh i was in a professional theater play it was like outside it was very fun very interactive but we're there and i was like i don't have to wear a mask to go to the store this is so nice and not getting yelled at and it was like the best it felt like yeah. a vacation just like it Texas. And the same thing in Florida when I was there and like meeting my uh, modeling agent and stuff like that. It was the same thing. I was just like, yes, <laughs> like this felt free. It was a great time.
0: The only people with masks here in Florida are the tourists or the crazy, crazy lefties. So that's really nice. Yeah. The,
1: the, that one that's like diehards, uh, CNN super fan.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> They're all over <laughs> in big cities.
1: Um, Yeah.
0: So because you're an actor And I haven't had a real actor on this uh, Podcast yet I'm going to have a little more extra questions That I'm just going to come up with Um, So what inspired you to be In the entertainment industry As an actor or writer Or everything Uh,
1: I mean just being a creative In general I was born that way I mean it's not something that like I was motivated into Being like this is a need, therefore I will go in there at like, you know, 17 years old or something. No, (laughs) I mean, I was, I mean, I say was, but I was, I am an Uber fan of Jurassic Park. And so I was very obsessed when I was little. And I like before, I mean, I'm I'm incredibly dyslexic, so I couldn't even write for the longest time as a child or read. Um, And so I would, from like four five-ish all the way until I started reading and writing which was like a 12 13 um it took forever um but I would literally hand draw stick figure comic book scripts of Jurassic Park 4 or 5 you know or whatever my thoughts would be um you know stick figures and dinosaurs and I was like obsessive of drawing dinosaurs so that was like a great time for me um so that was like I first started being like I want to write books and scripts and I just want I want to tell stories basically um and then and then me realizing I wanted to act was a few years later I think I was like seven eight and I had these you're gonna laugh I had these little tan socks and they were long and I was like I pulled them up and I was like whoa, they remind me of Luke Skywalker's socks. And like, you know, they're like New Hope kind of. (laughs) And I was like, I want to be Luke Skywalker one day. And I was like, you know what? I want to play in Star Wars and be Luke Skywalker. And then like, that was the beginning of a silly logic of becoming an actor. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) And then I just, you know, as I grew, I started becoming more logical about it and being like, I'm passionate about storytelling. I love, you know, like as a Christian and as someone with beliefs, strong beliefs, like I want to, share those beliefs yes but not be preachy or anything it's just like i want to share the the beauty of the world that i see with my beliefs and you know how god created the world and all of that like that's something that i see at my lens and i want to share that um that's why i'm so passionate about like lord of the rings and narnia and like i just like that formed how i see the world um and so yeah that just hasn't stopped
0: that's awesome um don't feel bad because uh doctor who was what got me into acting as a kid oh that's
1: amazing That's <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> i wanted to be the the first american companion but i think there probably was one i don't know but i wanted to do that i also wanted to write for it um i still do if if it's still alive because it's pretty woke now but if they like hired me you know we'll see yeah yeah oh um, because it was actually back in the 60s it was pretty progressive because i think was it the first woman showrunner was who got it on air i can't remember but something like that but it wasn't that progressive it wasn't like star trek progressive
1: but you know a like more progressive back then anyway than us
0: that's true but yeah so don't feel bad about the look thing um i was gonna ask you something else i just forgot what it was um oh no never mind sorry i had it and then it was gone. um so other than that um other than Jurassic Park, what is your what is the movie that like shaped you, or is that the one?
1: Um, it was quite a few of them. I think growing up specifically, it was Narnia, Lord of the Rings, uh, Jurassic Park for sure, Star Wars. Um, Toy Story was like the, my first Uber fandom phase. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. And uh, super obsessed with Toy Story. Oh gosh. And Toy Story three ripped up. I ripped out my heart and fed me it. And I was like, I can't handle it. But yeah, it was a good time. Good movie. Um, that's, I mean, I'm sure there's more, but those are the ones that pop out at the moment. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which is your favorite Star Wars
1: um, That's a great question. I'm not sure. I feel like the, the most well executed would probably be the Empire Strikes Back. I love the dialogue between Han and Leia. I think it's just fire. Um, they just they make me laugh so hard. They're too funny. Um, my favorite though, is probably Revenge of the Sith actually.
0: That's a good one Yeah
1: It's just Juicy It has the duels And it has the music And it's just It's just It's so much So much emotion It's a great time
0: It's a great time It's very cheesy too But it's great <laughs>
1: Exactly No regrets I love the prequels And I have no shame
0: <laughs> It's okay As long as you don't like the sequels
1: <laughs> I was so mad at the sequels, I made a whole alternative sequel idea For like created brand new characters, completely ignored Ray. Like I was like, I'm done. I'm making forget
0: my own Ray. Thing. <laughs> You're dead to me. <laughs> she is dead to me too, bro. Like, mm.
1: it like because I love and see that's what's so sad is I. On a side note, I just I love all of those artists. Like I love Daisy Ridley. I love uh, what's his face that plays uh, Kylo Ren. Um, I love what's like, his face the, that
0: played a. What's his oh, name? The, the stormtrooper guy. Heck, how come? A-
1: yeah. Uh, oh wow! How am I forgetting him? He's so well rounded as an actor. Like he's been around so much right now.
0: And then the guy who played <sighs> Poe as well was awesome. And they wasted Poe.
1: Yeah, they wasted uh, him. Ugh. They really <laughs> did. I thought legitimately, I what I was expecting was that um, Finn the clone trooper he was going to have some kind of you know more of a he was going to be like a secondary jedi character that's going to kind of pop up and i was like okay that'll be interesting you know because i mean like they went out of their way in the first movie to be like he's gonna start lopping people with the lightsaber at the end and i was like oh oh, okay you know a clone trooper wielding a lightsaber that's different you know like it was cool um so i was expecting that and then I was expecting Poe and uh, Ray to have the real chemistry. Um, and that can be kind of the romance. And that's what I was expecting. And I, I mean, not going to lie, I was actually in that pretty hard. And then it was like, then we got this random confusing out of nowhere Kylo Ren romance. But anyway, it's fine. It's, yeah. it's whatever. <laughs> I, I've tried to forgive them.
0: It's like they did it only because at the last second they changed it because, oh, you know. The fans wanted it when only like a small percentage wanted it. Very small. A very small fringe literally, minority no, it. <laughs> like,
1: it. was like literally, I feel like Twitter's threads where there were like Uber fans that were like, ooh, Kylo Ren and Rey were like, no.
0: Yeah, yeah the, like, the girls with like daddy bad. issues basically wanted
1: that. <laughs> like, ooh, bad boy time. Like, yeah, it's just ugh, cringe. <laughs> very um, cringe. I mean those whole movies really they they have their moments of glory so that's the part that's so sad is like I can still watch them and I can mm-hmm, still support them I just have to purposely shut off my like this is PC garbage basically
0: I can I can and watch the person the, the what's it called the number 7 and 8 and then I can't watch the last one.
1: Oh yeah it was so bad yeah it's so it was so sad is the third the second one it was completely written and crafted as kind of an anti-star wars movie like it literally was trying to unravel and undo all of the classic hero journey that we had all known and loved yep it was very postmodern storytelling um and and then the the third one had the short end of the stick because it was trying to fix all of those problems in the first like thirty minutes of the movie, which completely ruined it. And then after that, it was just a mess. And it just, oh gosh. Anyway, yeah,
0: it was so rough. Yeah, um, I saw it like at the yeah. very premiere in LA, and like everybody was like booing and crying. Like the whole Chewy part, of, we were just like, what? <laughs> we were like Chewy almost died. We like everybody had like panic attacks in there it was rough
1: (laughs) okay I was okay I on a side note with this when the first one came out when Force Awakens came out I remember I was still in school at that point and a friend of mine that was in school I was like hey I'm gonna go see it you know it's I'm super excited and she texted back and she's like okay don't run anything and I was like okay lol oh by the way Han Solo dies JK haha <laughs> and i was like i was watching her the and i like the literally blood rushed out of my face and i was like she's going to kill me like i'm literally gonna <laughs> <laughs> die. yeah it was it was a whole thing that's yeah. great we're still waiting with that you know it's a good time
0: Hold on, let me let me pull up the other questions because I, I thought I had a memorized and then I did not. So hold on. One second. You
1: know, that's honestly my biggest challenge as an actor is memorizing things. That scares me more than anything in my entire life. I don't know why, but it always has.
0: It's it's a constant battle, I think, because sometimes I used to I used to get in my head a lot about it. And if you get in your head a lot about it, you'll get like so much anxiety and then you'll like never memorize yeah so for me i just like write it down over and over again or i just recite it over and over again until like you know it burns in my brain
1: <laughs> that's fair see and that's the thing is like i am uh i'm if i would be a ruler of anything i would be emperor of overthinking um yeah so <laughs> i get <in> my <laughs> i'm getting better you know get uh, more aged and wise but uh yeah it's still a thing
0: same <laughs> i just barely like overcame that like through therapy and stuff with the memorizing lines thing i think it was some kind of traumatic experience where i like forgot all my lines in front of people you know like the actor's nightmare yeah
1: yeah it's like that literal nightmare but it was like your life yeah
0: but then i had an <laughs> acting teacher who was like well what's the worst thing that can happen and then everybody was like uh we lose our lines and they're like yeah okay so that's the worst thing that can happen so move on and if you lose your lines, you can just look at it. Yep. You're like, oh yeah, it's true. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that changes everything.
1: Exactly. I mean, it's like when you realize you can face the worst case scenario and it's not that traumatizing and it's not just a threat of the unknown, Then all of a sudden you're empowered to face.
0: Exactly. What you need to- Cause the more you yeah. avoid it, the more it gets worse.
1: Exactly. <laughs> it's that's that. That's from un- therapy. <laughs> like, something's hanging over my head it feels like a sword hanging by it like a tiny little string you know and you're like "Uh," when it's actually a little needle hanging from a string if you actually look at it
0: it's true um so what kind of oh this is just random but what kind of like acting training did you do and like what was the most traumatic? did you have a traumatic acting class experience
1: (laughs) uh yeah i can think of one much right away uh oh no (laughs) Oh God. Anyway. So I've gone through multiple acting classes. We'll start there. So I've I've been in like a handful of like they're not considered professional acting classes, but I've done that. I mean, a lot of it's self-trained. Like the first play I was ever casted in, they're like, you got it, you're getting the the lead role. Good luck. And it was just like, so I mean, I've been basically learning just yeah under pressure but uh so that was like cool and encouraging but it was also like I didn't have time to learn as much because it was like and you're in the spotlight now um what it goes (laughs) (laughs) it's great in some ways but then others good gosh but uh and then I (laughs) professional. Well, not like professional but it was a meisner focused style acting class um which was super fun yeah it was it was juicy i had a great time um but then do you ever with your actor? Doing, think,
0: what, oh I, go ahead sorry go I'm ahead you. do you ever like repeat stuff with your actor friends like um i don't know just like say a question and just keep on repeating <laughs> My friend did that to me Um, uh, at America Fest. I was like, I was having like a crisis and he goes, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. And he goes, I'm, you're fine. And I'm like, I am fine.
1: I was like, you're <laughs> oh, no. fine.
0: And I was like, how dare you? <laughs> he goes, how dare I? <laughs> and I'm like, stop it.
1: <laughs> That's actually really funny. No, I, I love doing the exercise and I'm awful at it. I'm still trying to get better at it. And I feel like if like someone put me on the spot, I totally suck, but love that um exercise i can't remember what that exercise called again repetition just call repetition okay um but yeah there was one time i don't even remember what exercise it was but it was basically we were all given a slip of well, like a list of things that we could start portraying without saying any words or anything like that and just act out a situation um and there was no lines nothing Um, We were given a, given a prop and just to interact with that prop with that story in the back of her head. One girl got a very, very hot letter from her boyfriend and she was very turned on scenario. So she was like rolling all over the floor and kind of touching herself it was a whole thing like obviously she didn't do it completely but I was not even low-key traumatized I was pretty traumatized I was like <laughs> looking at my lap like do I walk away do I run I don't know like I feel like she's just like like literally disrespecting herself in front of people and we're just watching this like I, I didn't know what to do that I was yeah
0: <sighs> you know what I knew something- the teacher would probably get you want to know something I left? Some... I've seen but... worse. I've seen absolutely worse.
1: Oh, I believe I, I have sheltered my purposefully.
0: <laughs> I had a, we, I think it was a Strasbourg mixed with Meissner. He didn't really say exactly what this was, but like what, I think it's more Strasbourg from the research I've done on it, but um, we had, I don't know if you guys have ever done like uh, blocks and veers type class where like you basically have tantrums and sounds very scary and weird to the people who are not actors who are listening um (laughs) but it's um basically you scream and you like do a tantrum and you just like scream no 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 or something until like this volcano and it's called Vesuvius the exercise you know like Vesuvius from Pompeii until like this anger or this pain you know comes up and you start screaming get out and you start screaming get out at like this imaginary demon that you have and i know this sounds so like
1: that sounds demonic
0: so but like but yeah. it's not yeah. it's not demonic i swear <laughs> i swear mom and dad um uh, they don't listen but anyway <laughs> <They don't- laughs> this isn't their cup of tea they don't like podcasts <sighs> um what was i saying oh yeah and this one guy did it, and he's like screaming, Get out! and like starts stripping off all of his clothes. And I'm just like, um,
1: like, uh,
0: literally butt ass naked. Like, and I'm just like, uh, I drove oh. an hour for this acting class, and um, <laughs> God, this is not what I ass- signed up for.
1: <laughs> nothing like an hour of trauma yep. for breakfast. That's great. <laughs>
0: Oh, and what, oh, what you have
1: to do after oh. it
0: de-escalates is you have to have people who were like, uh, you know, helping you get down to de-escalate and like start crying because you basically cry at the end because it's very emotional. Yeah. And I wasn't helping, but I'm just like, dang, <laughs> people had to help a naked man cry on the ground. And, and so when I went to New York and I went to LA, I was like, I think I've seen everything, you know, like if a, if a homeless man screams at me and he's naked, I yeah. think I'm, I'm going to be fine. <laughs> I'm not trying oh, to compare no, it to that person great, at all, but great. you know <laughs> I've seen everything. I don't,
1: I would I, don't really, I really don't know what I would do with that. I would just probably look at my lap and just like freeze. <laughs> it's really, I don't know what to do with you. I don't know what to do with this. Cause like I get like you have to like get to that raw emotional state, but then I feel like you can.
0: You can keep your clothes on. A that.
1: little, and a little less uh, traumatic for everyone else. Like
0: <laughs> exactly, you can keep your clothes on with that, sir. <laughs>
1: i I'm trying to remember the exercise again. I don't remember the names of them, but there was this one where it was it was similar to the repetition, but it was basically we were both both of us were given completely different lines that had nothing to do with each other, and that's all we were allowed to say to each other back and forth. And then he said, let the emotions Go Oh yeah, I think I've done and, one of those Yeah, I don't remember the name of it It's very similar to repetition, but literally We're going back and forth, saying our line, saying or line And then like, I mean I literally was like yelling and crying And all this stuff while saying the same Ridiculous line, but yeah It was, it was a good time, I mean I was like, wow, that actually happened That's like kind of freaky, but it was cool <laughs>
0: yeah acting classes something else um
1: yeah they're they're, they're a trip
0: they are a trip so (laughs) the next question (laughs) i was going to ask you is how can we make more films as a conservative movement that are like you know star wars that are not woke and like you know are more exciting (sighs) in your opinion
1: um Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. That's a very heavy one. I don't know. I think one, we need to take ownership of the conservative stories that we already have. Narnia, Lord of the Rings, like there's a multiple lists of iconic work that we have already at our disposal and we're just letting it be sold off to Hollywood or other studios or whatever. And it's like, Why are we not taking advantage of those legacies that are already here? So just that in general, why? Like, granted it's because there's not really any film studios that are conservative other than like the Daily Wire now, right, Um, that are starting to do that. Other than that, it was just, you know, like pure flicks or more like truly conservative Christian outlets that were not brave enough, dare I say? Um, to do more diverse material. Uh, so that's one thing. Um, and then also I feel like conservatives and Christians tend to be too much in the head. Like they're really good at arguments, but they don't, they're not emotionally, um, intelligent. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that sounds terrible. And I don't no, no, mean, cause no. I, I've had respect- this conversation a lot. <laughs> way harder than me and i totally own that um but they one either don't see the worth in the creative pursuits of like you know getting passionate about like no pc crap in a story like just no just tell the story organically emotionally honestly like just be a true storyteller um they don't get that they're just they either want to push an agenda or they just want to have Talk shows, et cetera. Which there's nothing wrong with those, but that that's a beginning. That's not an end. Yep. Um, that's why, like, like on a side note, I was so excited for, and I still am, like Alex Clark's uh, Poplitics. politics. I'm not into typical pop culture gossip. I usually don't know who's who or who's with who or who's making <laughs> What? like I oh. I just, but at the same time, I know that's another niche of our culture that needs to be in a way redeemed, right? Like it's something that we need to see it from a different perspective. And that's why I was so excited for Alex Clark and what she's doing. And I'm super proud of her. Like, I think it's like super cool. And that's another lens to see pop culture through. Like, that's powerful. And it's like, okay, now let's make more stories that she, you know, that her, that will kind of be a companion to that to show like that, a uh, um, reality show, if you will. Um, she, uh, I don't know. It, it, yeah, go ahead.
0: Go ahead. Uh, she inspired me to make this because, uh, you know, but this is my way of politics, but I mean, not pop politics, but it's not politics, of course. Um, because, yeah, you know, her. we need this Yes, Daily Wire is making films, but like Daily Wire's still hiring Hollywood people. Um, love them, love the Hollywood people they're hiring. Love who they are, but the where's the little guy? <laughs> like, yeah. um, but yeah, I feel like we're not having enough conservatives talk about film in a way that's more productive. If that makes sense. And yeah. creating a space for us to support each other as artists, I feel like, is something that's more valuable so I'm very grateful for her to do this because I do what she's doing because you know it makes Mm -hmm. it made me create this so yeah I was just agreeing with you
1: exactly (laughs) well see that's really cool because I remember when I first discovered it on Instagram I literally stumbled upon politics like it was one of those things like I feel like it was was it last year or the year before, because they came out. It was in 2018 or 2019 that she made Puppetics. I don't okay, even remember now. I think it was like yeah, 2019. And I remember when I first stumbled upon her. It was the like I just started realizing. Oh wait, there's actually cool conservatives. I thought I was literally the like the only person, and not that I consider myself cool, but you know what I mean. Like I was like, oh, there's people out there that I think are actually really cool and I want to be like or I want to work with or like you know like oh my gosh like they're so awesome and you know like uh and through politics, like I actually ironically have you ever heard of um have you I mean you might have met them actually Eric um Eric and Ariana like in the Barbie RV I
0: love them yes (laughs) I haven't met them but I know them
1: yeah, so they're really good friends of mine now. Like, I love them to death. Aww. And I met them through poplitics. For real? Never met them in real life. True story. And I literally was, I saw the episode with them. And I was like, what? They're like the coolest couple ever. Like, literal life goals." And I followed both of them. And so I, I, I don't know how I do this, but I end up making a lot of Instagram friends where mm-hmm. I just, like, interact with their posts or whatever, and they come start talking back, and then I'm like, "You want to be my friend? Yes, please!" Like it's it was one of those situations, and and then yeah, and Eric and Ariana convinced me to go to SAS this last summer, and I had never gone to a Turning Point USA event ever. Um, didn't have enough money; that was a whole miracle in itself. Like I did a, I mean, RIP GoFundMe, but I used GoFundMe, uh, and then also like super weird miracle of like a lot of my tax re- refund from the year before had never come in until, a, a couple weeks before SAS. Oh, that's nice. Craziest miracle thing. Yeah. It was cool. Um, and so then I went and I met them for the first time at SAS because they invited me to come. And so I got to be like with them the whole time. And, um, but you know, stuff like that, like they're so cool. But anyway, um, and yeah, so just Stuff like that. And then uh, Anthony Watson. Uh, yes. <laughs> he's one of my really good friends too. Again, met him through Eric and Ariana, Instagram, all of it. Like, it, like I, I mean, I was literally by myself pop culture wise in New Mexico. Like, I didn't know anyone. Like, I was just like the weird one that was like pop culture, storytelling, acting, conservative fly, you know, like it was, I was just that weird one that was in the corner. So it was actually really nice to meet people like me you know so that was awesome I mean like this like I'm so excited to meet you and talk to you so
0: yeah um, definitely I I met them or I found them through uh, Brian Cloudus who's doing Oklahoma with them
1: oh you know Brian Cloudus too
0: yeah Brian Cloudus is my rep yeah he's running through my rep in uh, Panama City Beach so he's awesome Um, I haven't met him but um, I know him through a friend of a friend in the film industry so
1: yeah (laughs) all the world, I swear, because he's literally the one I did um, last fall. I went to, uh, I performed in his play in Texas.
0: Oh, that's where you were in Texas. Okay. That's,
1: that's so yep. cool. Yeah. Be Hollow and all of that.
0: Yeah. Oh Yeah. I got an audition for Salem, but I didn't get it because I, I, I turned it in late. <laughs> that's my fault.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> Oops. Um,
1: yeah.
0: But yeah, he's seen me act and I, I hope to be in his play one day, but we'll see. We're, we're buddies. He's going to be on the podcast. I'm going to film this week with him, so I'm excited. About, I'm oh. nervous, but I'm excited about that.
1: But yeah. Oh, for chill. Yeah, you'll have no problem at all.
0: He's so cool. <laughs> he seems cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's a for sure. You'll have no issue. Like he'll be super chill.
0: Cool. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> um. Yeah, he's the best. Um. I was going to say something else about what you said oh emotional intelligence there's something that um especially ooh, I'm gonna call some people up. um the zoomers uh lack is the emotional intelligence in this movement um because they just kind of want to out people who are more libertarian in their ideals and I'm like that's kind of mm, okay and they kind of hate artists and they hate women and they hate gays and it's like but you know, if they're helping us, maybe we should just, like, grow up a little bit, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The emotional intelligence is a problem in the conservative movement, for sure.
1: Because if they're, they're, if they're so head, like, head knowledge, um, yeah, because it, it, it to tell an effective story, you have to be intelligently, like, emotionally intelligent. And if you don't have that innate understanding of the human soul how can you sway millions you can't you can't
0: um you can't even you see outside. Can't. you can't see outside your perspective without an understanding of empathy or your
1: own human soul and it's starting to happen and i'm seeing it but it's slow right and it's very slow it's <sighs> it really, like i truly feel like I mean, music is this too, but I truly feel like storytelling is an even deeper um, is like the true, what I say? Like the language of the soul. Um, It's something that it, 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 you know, it's with music, it's with the storytelling, it's with the visuals, it's with all of those things combined into one innate tapestry of language for the human soul. And that's what really pulls people in and that's why i get so worried about like when there's pc themes or whatnot in stories because people are like well what why does it matter it is what it is like who cares and you're like no because it's that little girl that's sitting at night watching a show by herself and it's affecting her it's affecting the little boy that's watching uh, you know a little show by himself in his room and it's affecting him. You know, yes, you're like, oh, does it matter? I mean, in some ways, no. But it matters to them because it changes their worldview. It changes their heart. It, you know, it shapes who they are down the road. That's what mm-hmm. we're fighting for. The future of our children and our children's imagination.
0: A hundred percent. Because like you said, if the little girl in the little room feels like she's unworthy because of the PC stuff, you've already done a lot of damage, you know, <laughs> like she'll get depressed and she'll not never think she can grow up to be anything or or he, the little boy. You know, like it's just mm, the whole anti white rhetoric and the whole anti other stuff rhetoric rhetoric is going to like anti men rhetoric is gonna destroy these kids. And that's something we really need to fight for. I agree. Um
1: exactly Yeah, I, to put it in perspective, something, I, this was a few, several years ago, I don't remember how long ago, but um, during when Trump was first getting elected, um, I was working at a Starbucks. And of course, Starbucks is pretty liberal generally, right? So surprise, surprise. Um, and I remember being, like, I knew what the, what the truth was, conservative-wise. I knew, I knew what I believed. Um, and I knew what the, what I believed to be the truth, but at the same time, it was just bam, 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 you know? And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to vote for Trump, even though I had mixed feelings and we'll see. And, you know, and I was like, okay, and this is the first time I could actually vote for a president. So that was like a whole thing. And I remember feeling so low about myself. Like I remember feeling so dirty for being white, so dirty for being a dude. Like, I just felt so icky every day that I was going to work and being in that environment and feeling so alone for that matter. Again, this is all before I met any of, you know, all you sweet conservative people, you know, Um, and it's just, and that was just me and that was me at like. I don't know, 19, 20. And I can only imagine how, uh, like, I mean, I, I mean, I'm still insecure about stuff. I'm still, you know, a silly person a lot of the time, but I can only imagine how a teenager with all the hormones and just that whole level of insecurity, which I do not miss by the way, that's uh, well, hell on earth most of the time. Um, Yeah. I can't even imagine with those kind of themes like that. That's like literally like battering your soul until it's bruised like I can't even imagine
0: same yeah I uh I felt that way as a kid you know in high school because there was this one girl that was mixed that was like super smart and they just like threw her above everybody else in the theater class and I felt like crap plus she had got a way better ACT score so like I was like oh she's so much smarter than me too like it was oh. too <laughs> <laughs> And so she went to the University of Spoiled Children, which is uh University of Southern California. <laughs> I was
1: like, wow, <laughs> Dang,
0: <that's- laughs> it's the truth. Um, <laughs> and when I moved to L.A., I um, had a lot of friends who were not white, but like they were um, like I had a Filipino friend who's still my best friend to this day, even though he's a little more liberal. But I feel like he because his family immigrated from the Philippines, I feel like he feels like deep down that America is supposed to be better. And that's why he watches all my stories and he's like, what's Lindsay up to today? Because he's like yeah. interested <laughs> into what I'm saying, but he hasn't outspoken anything, but I feel like he secretly agrees with me and we were best friends in high, uh, not high school acting class out there. But, um, I asked him about like, a, you know, agency and he's like, oh yeah, they don't want white girls. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. dog, be quiet. Um, <sighs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's hard. It's like, they don't really want it's what's what bothers me about the whole PC stuff is You have a supply and demand issue, Um, like, and diversity is great and everything, but you have a higher supply of white girls competing in this industry, and you're erasing the demand for them, and that's kind of horrible, I think, personally. Um, And I don't think there's that high, just, just from like statistic points, uh, there's not a higher demand or not demand. There's not a higher supply of, you know, black women or black men as much as there is a demand for them to be in this. And they say that, and they claim that it's the opposite when it really is not because from what I've experienced as an actress and also from population wise, um, there's more white girls trying to be actresses than there are of any other race. And that's not being racist or anything that's just like fact <laughs> and that's why we all die number. and kill ourselves yeah. in Hollywood so oh
1: oh, God. oh. See, uh. see that's the thing like perfect example of what you're saying um remember when Aladdin like the live action version came out or was like they were starting to cast people and how hard they had to look to find anybody in that like racial criteria to fit and yep. how long And I was just like, I mean, kudos to you, because it is the Middle East. Like, you know, you did the right thing. Like, I get that. But that's a perfect example of, there's not very many of, you know, a certain racial ethnicity for certain things. They're just not as much as, say, like a white male or a white female. And so that makes it harder. But then also, I mean, all these actresses and actors that are white want to work too, and you're passing them up just because of the color of their skin.
0: Yep. And there's way more girls than there are men in this industry um, competing. And that's why they get so desperate and, you know, have sex to get roles. And I know because my roommate did that, but she was Ooh. also insane. So <laughs> that's <Ooh>. another story. <laughs> yeah, she was crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's a like that's so sad. Ugh.
0: it is sad. But like yeah. the whole trope of like if you don't make it as a star, you'll just commit suicide. I think is true, especially uh, during the pandemic. it was pretty rough. I mean, I didn't kill myself the like, way. I'm pretty sure other people did.
1: I mean mental health for everyone was horrible, so I completely can believe that. like oh, I mean yeah. I was struggling really.
0: We didn't even know if like Hollywood had ever reopened. it was like scary. But
1: anyway. Oh, yeah, I believe it. I believe it.
0: Oh yeah. Um I think we covered Wait, let me see what other questions. Uh what's your favorite TV show and why?
1: I don't. I have multiple and different genres. That, that works. That uh, works. I, I so I'll probably say, (sighs) ironically, Terra Nova is my favorite, probably. I adore that show. It was one season. I feel it was kind of like the family-friendly Lost in Space version of Firefly that was so underrated and then just got dumped. Um, I just... I mean, I'm just a sucker for Lost in Space-esque kind of scenarios where it's a family that's super dysfunctional. And by the end, they're, like, actually more functional. And, like, the teenagers are being all angsty. And the little kids are being little kids. And the parents are being a mess and trying to figure out what to do and work on their marriage. And then all the while, it's mixed with sci-fi and monsters and laser guns and time or whatever it is. Like, just give it all to me. Just pour it all in. Like, that's, that's literally um I love that kind of premise uh that being said uh did you ever watch that show Chuck with uh, I did
0: not um, but I'm a huge Zachary Levi fan so I should
1: it's so campy and so adorable and I love it so much so that's another favorite show of mine um and the romance is just top-notch cute chemistry i can't um this is too much so then there's that uh and guilty pleasure wise vampire diaries is probably my uh yeah guilty pleasure
0: <laughs> okay i was a i'm a hardcore supernatural fan so
1: okay so you're, you're right there in the same vein so you, you get me um, i understand
0: yeah. i get it <laughs>
1: Supernatural
0: so, yeah. was my best, my favorite cult show, you know. Like
1: Ooh, well, that's so long. How many seasons is 13, 14?
0: 15, I think. Yeah, 15. They're still
1: going, right? They're what? Are they still going or do they finish it? I can't. Oh no, remember. they
0: finished it and they finished it perfectly. I won't spoil that, but they finished it exactly how I wanted it to be finished.
1: Oh, that oh, that's so rare though, for them to finish a show or be like well, yes. maybe
0: not like to the T, but like it was satisfying, you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. it was good. They, it wasn't. Okay, I'll spoil it a little bit. They all went to heaven and like drove Aww. off into the sunset. And it was like, that's poetic. That works,
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah, I went to heaven they lived happily ever after. Yes, please and thank you. <laughs>
0: yes, because I didn't want to have a cliffhanger of like, I spent 15 years on this show and you give me this, <laughs> you know? <laughs>
1: yeah, Like, and sucks to suck. Like, a, what was that show? Lost. Oof. I never actually actively watched the whole thing i was about to start watching it and then the finale happened and then i heard about it and i was like i'm good i don't want (laughs) but like
0: i never watched it either um well actually i never watched it at all but i heard things and then also i almost watched game of thrones and then people were like with the finale and i was like nah i'm good i'm
1: good yeah yeah that that was another thing like i mean a princess queen lady that can mind control dragons or whatever it was. And like, they're like baby dragons and like, the, like, yes, please. I would love that. That sounds awesome. I will take five shows that are like that. <laughs> and, and, um, and then I was like, Oh, but then it's like basically porno at the same time. I don't know. I'm torn. And so like, I mean, I decided to not watch it because of convictions re- conviction reasons, but then, I can't really judge anybody for liking it Because it sounds pretty dope Like It's true Oh well
0: Yeah oh well <laughs>
1: <laughs> I found out that the ending happened And then I was like okay that's discouraging me To watch it even more so Yeah I'm good
0: <laughs> Better not set yourself up for disappointment
1: <laughs> Literally And then um, I found out the uh, Epic dragon queen lady Ends up going crazy and dying And I was like yeah I'm good I, I, Yeah that's probably the only reason why I would watch that show, not going to lie, because that not sounds really. odd.
0: <laughs> That's true. Um, the next question is, uh, what's your favorite Shakespeare play or musical or both, if you're that nerdy? like me?
1: Uh, I remember reading this question and being like, huh. Huh. <laughs> like, I don't know enough Shakespeare. I'm pretty illiterate when it comes to Shakespeare. Like, I've obviously read reiterations of it. I've watched a few movies and plays of it um but nothing it's not enough to be like oh that's my favorite Very uh
0: niche. musical wise
1: <laughs> La La Land is my favorite musical yeah as my musical I love love that movie that actually I was about to give up acting when it came out
0: oh uh, same
1: yeah I was I was literally this close and I was like kind of just letting it die like i hadn't actively tried anything in months and months and months almost like a year i think and then that movie came out and i was like this is something another reason why i truly believe that stories are the language of the soul is because i like i've had so many times that i've truly felt the like god talked to my heart during a movie or a show same yeah and so that I was one was of those crazy
0: th- no Sorry, you're go
1: totally- on <laughs> Uh, and I remember watching that movie and then I just felt God telling me, do not be afraid to dream because you Mm -hmm. were too, you need to let go of that fear. And I was like, okay, like it was like, it was, you know, and then I remember, you know, just like city of stars. And I remember listening to that soundtrack and that song over and over and over and over. And, uh, I remember walking and it was winter when it came out. Right. And so I downloaded the soundtrack right after I watched it and I was listening to it. And I, when it gets snowy, I have to park about half a mile from my house and walk all the way there. And it's in the middle of nowhere. Cause I live in the East mountains. And it was a moonlit starlit night. And I was listening to that song. And uh, I remember it like the city of stars and just listening to it, listening to it and just, really feeling that the Lord was saying like you know you know I will take you to the stars just don't be afraid to dream um but that's I don't like that sounds super self-focused and like well I feel I'm really or something but but I was like okay well I choose to trust you and I choose not to be afraid and I'm gonna actually try again um so yeah
0: I feel that. Um, yeah. I felt that for like almost every, I think that's the reason why I cry at most movies is I, I feel certain little messages that God gives me through movies. Cause I feel like I truly believe he knows us. And so he does know who we are. And so, especially for more artists, people, more actors, we, we watch films, he's going to know how to touch us through film. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Um, yeah. La, La Land, if you want, I was going to say this is a little funnier. Uh, if you want to know what La La Land real life is like, you can watch the show Barry on HBO.
1: <laughs> is it more rough? It's very rough. That's the most part where it was like, I know this is a stylized version of LA and like the idealized version of, I don't want to move to LA still. No, yeah. thank you. Like that was kind of, But that doesn't surprise me.
0: (laughs) It was rough. Uh, Barry's funny because it's like this assassin from Cleveland moves to, uh, no, comes to LA, does like an assassin job, and then he stumbles upon an acting class and he's like, I want to do this. And like the acting classes feel like our acting classes that we were talking about. Oh, God. Like they they never have portrayed an acting class, I don't think in any like uh, show that I've seen more accurately than this. I don't even know if they portrayed an acting class before, but. It's so funny. The characters are hilarious. There's Henry Winkler playing the acting teacher and he's hilarious. <laughs> and he's and he's also too true to good to be true because he feels like the real thing that I went through. And i like, wow. Yeah, it's so funny. You'll just die. You'll get all the acting jokes. <laughs> You'll just die. I,
1: I, I would probably die from secondary embarrassment because I do that all the time. I get like I'll watch a show or a movie. And if people are acting ridiculous in the movie or show. I feel as if I'm the one doing the like the silly things and then I get embarrassed for them and for myself. It's like a whole misery thing. I have to skip scenes in movies because I get too emotionally like connected with them where I'm like it's too embarrassing. I can't do this. It's yeah. So I feel like that show will probably be like that. I'd be like, I can't do it. I have to skip.
0: <laughs> like, it gets better. Uh, friends, it gets better.
1: That's another Why? I literally tried watching Friends and I got too much secondary embarrassment. And I was like, these guys, these people look crazy. I can't do this.
0: I got bored of Friends. <laughs> really? I tried it. Everybody's like, it's the greatest thing ever. I'm just not a Jennifer Aniston fan like everybody else on the planet.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know. I like, I mean, I'm sure I could probably like desensitize dis- 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 myself to the secondary embarrassment, but that was literally. Because my friends sat me down. They're like, you're gonna watch at least three or four of, of these really good episodes. And I was like, I can't. I can't look embarrassed to Yeah. Oh, I'm like, well. no. Literally, I was like, you're making all the bad choices, people. Like, rethink your lives. Exactly.
0: Oh. I like I loved Parks and Rec though. I can't watch The Office for some reason. And everybody's like, you look like Jenna Fisher. And I'm like, fine, I guess I'll watch it. But,
1: you know. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh. <laughs> really? I've never actually seen parks and rack. I need to, you
0: do. So- it's so good. Sorry, my dog is here. I'm like, Why do you need
1: me? Leave me alone. Like, like, petting the dog. fucking. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's like looking up at me. I don't know why. What here? I'll show him. Come here, honey. Come here, honey. Oh, this is a baby. Oh. <gasps> is that a
1: microphone? Do you want really to it? <laughs> <laughs> He looks so excited. He's like, "What is it?"
0: <laughs> he's so confused. Okay.
1: What's his name again? Buddy. Oh, literally, buddy. That's adorable.
0: Yeah, he's a sweetheart. He's confused though. Anyway.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we... Okay.
0: Um, did you want to bring up a film pitch, or or not? You can if you want. You don't have to.
1: <sighs> I was I was trying to think of one, and I. Like I have multiple ideas. I just don't know if I could pursue them any soon. I mean, like one, for, for instance, one, if, if see if I can even remember the log line that I wrote for it. Um, let's see. I don't remember, I don't remember the log line, but basically the premise that I had um, was what if, dracula Dracula was cured of his vampirism um and essentially it's a story of like you know eons of vampires werewolves and like also ghosts like phantoms were like cursed and whatnot and then there became there came a uh, fourth race if you will called the viri um And the Viri are basically supernatural humans that are just as strong and as fast as the supernaturals. Um, And they have the ability, specifically the Royal Viri have the ability to cure all the other supernaturals. Um, And so the supernaturals see them as a threat. And so there's literally a huge war some of them think of them as their salvation and the other most of them think of them as a threat to their way of life and so there's this huge battle and dracula gets cured and so he ends up being a viri and how does that change things so that was kind of uh, yeah so that was a premise i had and had a log line and you know stuff like that but i don't have like an actual film pitch unfortunately
0: well that's good um yeah that's great uh well, thank you for coming on, Danny. Well, thank um, you for
1: having me. It was quite the hoot. I, I had a great time.
0: I did too. I'm happy to have my first actor on here. Uh, yeah. Um, tell everybody where they can find you.
1: Um, Let's see. I am on Instagram and TikTok. And my tag is going to be the same on both of those. Uh, it's going to be at real Danny Keen. Um, and, of course, Keen is spelled K-U-E-H-N. I know it doesn't make any sense, but that's how it is. <laughs> German's trying to be American, and it didn't quite work out, but that's okay.
0: <laughs> it's all good. I have a, ba- um, mine's Balif, and people are, like, feeling so I feel <laughs> good. <laughs>
1: okay. um, Yeah. So that's how you can find me. And all my information specifically is mostly on Instagram. Like I have multiple links and everything like that. If you want to look into more of my stuff or my short stories are listed on there. So my sci-fi short stories, stuff like
0: that. Well, awesome. Be sure to check that out guys. And don't forget to download, subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And, uh, we will see y'all next week. All right. Thank you, Danny.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you.